Hello there, welcome back to another podcast session with your host Miriam Khan at Raise Your Vibes. Today's topic is quite um, an interesting one, controversial one some might say, but it's a very, very crucial one that we should discuss and it's a topic I have covered before uh, last year with Black Lives Matter and um, unfortunately it's coming up again um, recently in the press if some of you have been watching. I had to personally have a couple of days to res- introspect, look back, reflect, not do the podcast necessarily from a place of anger or uh, humiliation or upset because quite clearly the events that have occurred in um, football have really triggered myself and others as well. Now I'm not personally a football fan, I've known people that are football you know, fans, uh, hardcore football fans, however what I am a fan of is integrity, decency, humanity, humility and respect and I am also someone that adores and you know um, respects other cultures and other traditions and I will do my utmost to learn about those places hence I go traveling internationally okay and I live in different countries due to that. What upsets me however is this theme and this is what the podcast is about is the fact that racism has no place in or off the pitch. It has no place anywhere, okay? Recent events occurred that there was a football match and it was the Euro football match of 2021, okay? And, you know, we had certain players representing England, okay, Um, doing a final penalty. And when the selected um, players who happened to be black in this particular case happened to um, try and take the penalty and unfortunately missed, okay, they received a barrage of abuse, okay, a huge barrage of abuse. Nobody, nobody should have to face racism it happens in our society unfortunately covertly it happens um you know quite categorically silently because it can be done in lots of different ways and it can be done verbally as well okay in this particular occasion it's not just done verbally it was recorded it was seen it was witnessed by quite a lot of people okay and what's shocking is the constant abuse that these individuals unfortunately then got online as well okay was was disgusting okay now the individuals involved happened to be um somebody called marcus rashford um jaden sancho and bukaya saka very young individuals okay i believe the youngest is 19 i think the eldest is 23 and i think one of them is 21 they are young ethnic minorities representing England. After all, England is a very multicultural um, place. It's a place that's my home. I'm also multicultural. I also represent an ethnic minority from that area, from that place. Okay. And you would think that because that we are multicultural um, society, that we would have integrated more and we've respected each other more. But from the exit of Brexit, ironically, there seems to have been more and more and more racist chanting, racist abuse, racial profiling happening. And a lot of this, if you ask me, and a lot of people will agree with me, has been spurred on due to the fact that certain politicians have instigated or made certain comments. 
that seem plausible, that seem uh, viable, they're not. They're not. Okay? These three individuals were doing their job. Okay? It's a very, very stressful job. You've got the world watching you. You've got your teams. You know, people are very passionate when it comes to football. And as I've travelled abroad, it seems they're extremely passionate. doesn't matter which country you go to. They have the same compassion, the same love for their team. Okay? And these individuals tried their utmost, okay, to do what they need to do. And unfortunately, they were met with a barrage of abuse. Okay? A barrage of, you, of abuse. Now, one individual um, that I have been actually admiring for a long, long time, long time, is somebody that is called Rashford. Okay? Now, Marcus Rashford is 23. And he is someone that I have been really watching, um, not as a footballer, but as a human being. Okay? Last year, when in the UK we had um, quite a lot of um, issues with COVID, okay, and we had a lot of people, um, you know, doing various things where our own politicians, you know, are not allowing people to have their free school meals. This young man, bless him, you know, took it upon himself to persevere and to strive and to try and get the government, i.e. our Prime Minister, to um, support the vulnerable people within our society. You know, we were in a position where, due to COVID, um, schools are given a, an allotted amount of money, you know, for free school meals. The criteria is that that particular child is coming from a very low socioeconomic background. They're coming from a huge deprivation they're coming from families that are perhaps riddled with abuse and you know school normally would be the place you know you speak to a teacher school would normally be a place where you are having your first possibly last meal of the day okay and funds are allocated for that now during covid um those funds were not given to those children you know eventually after quite a lot of battle that this young man very very revolutionary man young man and i am you know if you're listening to this marcus ratchford i i just want to give you a hand clap you know that isn't enough you know it isn't enough because what you're doing is a massive massive thing massive thing you know and he did a lot of charity work which i believe raised about 20 million to support you know those three million children that needed those meals the most vulnerable within that society you know, he's, he's been someone that has been also with his mother, you know, because they know they haven't forgot their roots. With his mother, they've been campaigning, doing charity work. They're not doing it for the camera. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Okay, it's the right thing to do. Um, one of the quotes from him in an, a newspaper article, which I believe is um, from the BBC. Okay, so I'm going to quote the BBC and I'm quoting him. You know, he's, he's quoted as saying, it's written from the heart and it's about how my life was at the moment. The letter is open up and let anybody understand the impact on families and to know I've done the right thing. What families are going through now, I've once had to go through that and it's very difficult to find a way out. It's very important to me to help people who are struggling, whether the outcome changes or doesn't change, that's why he wrote it. Now he went above and beyond, you know, 
um, helping his community, helping the people. Okay, he managed to make a huge turnaround for society. Okay, and also when he's had, and the others as well, but when he in particular um, has faced this barrage of abuse, yeah, he has actually been quite calm about it, you know, and what's been beautiful has been the amount of support and applause and the amount of praise that has come to this young man who was unfortunately facing um, this racism from a minority who unfortunately are quite large in this in this context. Marcus Rashford, you know, replied um, saying, and I quote, I will never apologize for who I am and where I came from. And I think that is a beautiful, beautiful quote. Okay, because it's interesting, isn't it, that when they're playing for the English team, they're, they're classified as English. When they've lost, you know, when they've lost or they missed the penalties or whatever the situation is, okay, they're unfortunately then seen as something else. Okay, and the critique comes in, the negativity comes in, the um, racism unfortunately comes in. I can remember years and years and years back when I started my teaching, there was huge massive posters um, from certain people that, was, that were doing, you know, say no to racism. Um, and I can recall that quite a lot of these people were taking up their time to, um, you know, help individuals, yeah? There was big, big campaigns about it 20 so years ago. I'm sure it still continues to this day, okay? But what was happening for me as an English teacher was these posters I was putting up in my classrooms, you know, because it had key footballers on there, okay? Um, and it, it was trying to get people to understand that, you know, we don't tolerate racism within our society. But unfortunately, it's 20 plus years on, people are still doing it, okay? What was disturbing is where there's been beautiful murals made for this football player, you know, the one that I'm talking about, Marcus Rashford, and people have gone and defecated it. That's the best way I can say it, you know, going and spraying racist abuse on there. Now, what's beautiful after that is the number of people that have then decided to do something about it. And that to me is so positive that they've turned up at their own time, gone to the mural and put love hearts over it, put stickers over it, put messages of power, messages of peace, messages of love, you know? And that to me is telling me that not everybody will sit there and tolerate racism. As I said, the theme of this podcast is that racism has no place on or off the football coach. It has no place in our world whatsoever, whatsoever, you know? But there are individuals who unfortunately are doing things to manipulate, to be racist, to hurt and to vandalize. Okay. And, you know, uh, Marcus Rashford has been quoted as saying, I can take critique of my performance all day long. My penalty was not good enough. It should have gone in, but I will never apologize for who I am and where I came from. Okay. I've felt no prouder moment than wearing those three lines on my chest and seeing my family cheer me on in a crowd of tens of thousands. Okay, that's from July the 12th, 2021. And you know, just so that you know, um, this is an individual, okay, that also has 
an MBE. Okay, so this is what I'm saying to you, and I'm not, um, you know, um, not focusing on the other footballers. They're not as important. I'm not saying that they are. They are equally as important. But Marcus Rashford, in particular, has gone above and beyond. You know, helping at such a young age. He's such a positive, positive role model, especially for our youth. When I have been teaching children from ethnic minority backgrounds, you know, uh, and especially from the Caribbean, from the Jamaican culture, from the Asian culture, the amount of youth that, especially boys, that end up in crime, that end up on the streets, you know, he's made something of himself. Why are we knocking him down? Because of the colour of his skin, you know? One of the beautiful things uh, that was happening in one of the inner city schools that I worked in um, was, you know, we we had um, footballers um, from different training clubs coming in, different coaches coming in on a morning regularly and training some of our young delinquent, I'm going to say delinquent, but I don't mean it in a negative way, um, boys and some girls. There was one particular guy that was coming from Manchester United Club every day and he was travelling from Manchester as well. So he wasn't just living in Leeds, which is where I was teaching. I was teaching in an area called Seacroft and he was coming in every day. And these kids um, would come to school for their free school meal. We were the only school that did free school meals, okay, um, as in breakfast. Right, we had a breakfast club, other places they charge you. We had a budget set aside to make sure that our children were fed. These boys were coming in, and some girls were coming in especially for that breakfast, and then we would get them on that pitch. Okay, and this is at 7 30 in the morning, by the way. Okay, lessons would start at 8 30. One, we were getting them to get exercise, two, we were keeping them off the street, off their drugs, off the social economic problems. The amount of things that we had, you know, and they were so lucky. We saw some youths that had potential. They were put in programs, you know, and if it wasn't for, for, for services like that, other individuals, perhaps as talented as Marcus Rushford, probably wouldn't get a chance in, probably wouldn't even get a look in. Okay. So it's important to know the background of where these people have come from. Right. And as I said, racism has no place in or out of football. I know myself, you know, having having uh, gone through places where a football matches occurred, you know, you'll see the police on the horses, you know, ready to kettle because that kettling was a, some, a law that came in a couple of years back and that's something I've already talked about previously, you know. But you have individuals trying very, very hard to belittle and to humiliate um, these football players who are only doing you know their job okay their job is to play football that's what they're there for and you know they're not there to be humiliated they're not there to be ridiculed they're not there to be racially abused repeatedly this is not a one-two situation this is a repeated offensive situation and what's more disgusting is what people uh, in power are doing or choosing not to do about it you know um some people are, are passing on their sympathy and some people are claiming, oh, they're appalled. But really, where, what, what are you doing about it? You know, what are you actually doing about it? 
it's okay to say, oh, you know, um, I'm sorry that you've, you've had this particular scenario, but we need to see people actually pulling their finger out, so to speak, and doing something positive about it. You know, people are trying very, very hard to stop racism. Okay, to stop racism. The number of people on social media that are doing, for example, a badge, an icon, I've done it myself. And I've said, you are one of my three lions. The three of you, the three individuals that we've been talking about at the beginning of this podcast, you are representing England for sure. England is a multicultural society. You are English as I am. It doesn't matter what people say, your ethnic roots, way, way, way back in different generations. Yes, they come from other places, but so do a majority of people. You know, remember, England was invaded by the Vikings and the Anglo-Saxons and various other interactions, you know, if you look at the history books. So people need to remember that. People really do need to remember that. And they need to stop hiding behind, you know, their shirts and their, um, you know, well-established jobs or whatever the scenario is. They need to get, they need to be for real. You know, they need to be in a scenario where they're understanding that this is not acceptable. It will never be acceptable. People need to be held accountable. And in a lot of ways, they are. There are laws in UK, but even if I swear at you, if I say a word, that is verbal abuse. Okay? Racism is not tolerated, but unfortunately, we're seeing a lot more of it. And it is disgusting, as I said. The one beautiful thing, as I said, that's come out of it is people are supporting these individuals. People are looking at the positivity of all the love and care that these individuals have done. And like I said, they've targeted someone in particular who has done so much for our community, so much that even our own you know, prime minister didn't do it. And he had to be challenged. He had to be um, you know, pushed into a corner and made to look at his actions. Why are we not supporting our ethnic minority individuals? Why are we not helping the most vulnerable within our society? And why are these racists targeting someone like that targeting someone that is beyond beyond by any means on a huge pedestal of you know uh, equality of a role model of a male role model of someone that has strived to make his life better and the people around him better he has gone above and beyond as have the other players that i mentioned as well why are we focusing on these issues of negativity why are these hooligans not focusing on the fact that he has done so much for people like you people need to change their mindset people need to change their focus they need to look at people for who they are racism has no place on or off the football pitch we need to stand in solidarity we need to stand together we need to stand united and we need to keep saying no to racism it has no place in our world we can't be silent anymore. Sometimes we can go around and show our support. Of course we can. I'm not knocking it. We are showing our support. We are saying, you know, these particular things that we're doing, we don't tolerate. But don't just tolerate it for football sense. Tolerate it full stop. If you're in your community and you see a silent action of racism, a verbal action, a behavior aspect, there are so many dimensions. Speak up speak up help that person help them okay we had similar scenarios last year to the black lives matter which has not gone away 
and a lot of individuals going oh it's all lives matter well no it's not all lives matter it's also about black lives matter it's a specific category ethnic minority category that is being targeted victimized being killed you know here in football you're seeing similar patterns of behavior that unfortunately have been videoed recorded passed around like i said community is standing up and saying no that doesn't roll with me and i'm proud of those people i'm proud of their achievements and i hope that people that are listening that are perhaps you were somebody that said a racist chant a racist phrase a race well i hope you are reflecting and seeing the error of your ways it is never late to apologize you can change behavior we all have behavior patterns that are not amazing that are not great but we can change it we're in a position to change it so we need to sort that out we need to do something about that and we do that by uniting together bringing ourselves together being more compassionate understanding working on our errors putting ourselves correct not every racist is going to be changed okay that's that's something we have to accept but the fact that a majority of people will stand up and say no this ain't happening no this is not acceptable that's what we need i really hope i don't have to do another podcast on racism but unfortunately i see that that might happen okay but look around you look at what's going on okay think back to certain individuals think back to when we've had you know um, even Martin Luther King way way back you know telling us I, even Malcolm X telling us about racism it's got no place within our society you know we are still dreaming of a place to quote Martin Luther King I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they'll not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character unquote Martin Luther King we are still waiting for that I'm sure his dream one day will come true but it means we make that change we make that change within society if we've done wrong we can put it right we can change our ways we can change our mode of thinking we can change our mindset anything is possible believe me thank you for tuning in I'm sure I'll probably be doing other podcasts and similar topics like this. This is a very, very important one. It's one that we all need to be consciously aware of. And I'm sure that one day, one day, I'm going to see no racism in this world. And hopefully it's a place of peace and of love and prosperity. Give us your thoughts. Let me know what you think about this topic. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Take care. Bye for now.